Welcome to the Tanakh Podcast. Today, Shmuel Aleph, Perak Dalad. Today we have a chapter to read which is full of high drama. We read about a war where the Philistines attack uh, the land of Israel. They in fact destroy the city of Shiloh and the temple of God. The Aron Habrit, the Ark of the Covenant, is taken captive. Chofni or Pinchas, the corrupt priests, are killed. And out of shock, the high priest, Eli, at the age of 98, falls off his chair and dies. What a chapter. But let's access this uh, chapter through maybe what sounds like a trivia question. Who is the final Shofet? Who is the last of the judges? We finished the book of Judges. Here we are in the book of Samuel. But who is the last judge? In fact, if you look at Perak Dalad, Pasuk Yudchet, we read about Eli himself. And it says in verse 18, V'hu shafat et Yisrael arba'im shana that Ailey is in fact brings the period of judges to a close. And, and, and I want to emphasize this, the period of judges, which is a period of lack of leadership, of idolatry, of national disarray, is, is, is the tipping point is exactly our chapter with the capture of the Aaron and the, and, and the destruction of Shiloh. And this is narrated in many places in Tanakh. It's narrated, for example, in Yirmiyahu Perak Zion, but we're going to look at Tehillim Perak Ein Chet, Psalms chapter 78, where we read the following. God brought them to his holy land. And God exiled before them nations. And he gave them their inheritance. And all of Israel were in their tribes. This is the period of uh, the book of Joshua. But it then says, but they tested God. The people didn't keep the laws. And it says they, they, they betrayed God even more than their fathers. They angered God with their altars. And they infuriated him with their idols. This is the period of the Shoftim. God got very angry. And he rejected Israel. And he abandoned the tabernacle in Shiloh, the tent that he had established amongst human beings. And he allowed his strength to be taken into captivity. What does that mean? And he allowed his people to be defeated by the sword. And this is a chapter which really... Uh, depicts the events. Our chapter never says that Shiloh is destroyed, that the tabernacle is 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 dismantled, and that Shiloh is attacked. But it's very clear from Jeremiah chapter seven, from uh, Tehillim Perak Ein Chet, that that's exactly what's happening in our chapter, and that this represents the end of the period of the Shoftim. At this point, the corrupt uh, operation here in the uh, tabernacle of Shiloh comes to its end. So let's say a couple of things about this story. We read the, the, the Perek, which opens with 
Um, the Israel go to fight the Philistines in Milchama, and then where does the war take place? Actually, in a place called Evan Ezer or Afek, now known as Antipatris, one of the, the sources of the Yarkon River. And this apparently was the border between the Philistines and the Jews in this part of the country. And on the first day, Israel lost the war. Uh, losing 4,000 soldiers. On the, as a result, the Zikne Israel, the elders of Israel, say, Why did we lose the war? And instead of maybe going into some soul-searching, they say, Let's bring the Ark of God from Shiloh. And it will save us. And indeed, this is what they do. And the way that the Ark is 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 uh, called here is it's called Aron Brit Hashem Svaot, the Ark of the Covenant of God, but the Ark of Svaot, God of the armies of Israel, Yosheva Kruvim, and that now God, who is sitting on the cherubs, um, and it says when the when the Aron comes into the camp, Vayeru Kol Israel, everybody starts cheering, Truagadola, Vatayim Homa Aretz. There was a, a huge commotion, and the Philistines hear it and they say, "What's the noise?" And their scouts are obviously watching. They knew the Ark of God had come. And they feared because they said, God must come to the camp. And they say, gosh, that is the God. Um, who destroyed Egypt. Who smote Egypt. Oh, Philistines. Strengthen yourselves, bolster yourselves, and act like men, lest you will become enslaved to the Hebrews. And indeed, what happens on in Pasuk Yud is by Yisrael, by Israel lose the war, and not only do 30,000 uh, soldiers lose their lives, but Aaron Elohim Nilkach, but the ark of God is taken into captivity. The action of Bnei Israel here represents typically the way, almost pagan thinking, and the way that their religion has been infected during the time of the Shoftim, because they think that all you have to do is, the, the Ark is almost like some sort of magic weapon, some secret weapon. You bring it to the camp and it will automatically defeat your enemies. But of course, that is not the way God works. God will help people. It's called the Aron Brit Hashem. If you keep the covenant of God, the ark will support you. But if you abrogate the covenant of God, it will not be, God will not be there for you. And in fact, that's exactly what uh, we have been told earlier on, that the sons of Eli have abandoned the covenant of God. Um, and, and, and therefore they did, these priests who are holding this ark they are using God for their own devices in the temple. And now the people have got the same message. They want to use God for their own devices. They're not serving God. They're trying to harness God's power for themselves. And in this situation, God is not going to be there for them. God allows the ark to be protected. We're later going to see in the next two chapters that God knows very well how to look after himself and how to look after his ark. But he's not going to allow this shallow theology, the style, shallow sense, because of course, according to our religion, 
we are in service of Hashem. Hashem is not in service of us. So, of course, this is a terrible national tragedy. I'd just like to relate to the last scenes of the chapter, because what we see here is the way that Eli, even though he can't see, we see that uh, the, the Perak says, He's 98 years old, his eyes don't work anymore, he can't see, but he's sitting at the lookout post. And a man comes from the, uh, the, 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 the herald, comes from the, the fight, and already before he's even come to report to the high priest, he, they're already called Sa'aka. There's Vatizak Kola'ir. They can see that his clothes are torn and there's been a defeat. And when he comes to talk to Eli, he can't even speak. It's, it's quite amazing. He says, I come from the battle and I fled. And Eli has to calm him down and say, Maya Davarbani. And then we see the order that he says things. We had to retreat. And there were many casualties. And even your children were killed. And the ark has been taken captive. And it's when he says the last thing, the ark, that Eli falls off his chair and his skull breaks. The national priority is even more important than the personal. Likewise, Pinchas, one of those priests who is killed, his own wife goes into labor and she calls the son. She doesn't call him Pinchas after her dead husband. She calls him Ikavod, lack of honor, because Galakavod be Israel, because the honor has been taken from Israel with the capture of the ark. We see here so intently that for this family and maybe for all Israel, we live in a very, very individualistic age. We see through this chapter how it's the national, which is way more important than the personal, and that this eclipsed their personal grief, the national grief over the destruction of Shiloh and over the capture of the Ark, eclipsed their personal grief. So tomorrow we will read about the escapades of the Ark, the, the Aron Habrit in the land of the Philistines. See you then. Thank you.